Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today with George Brandeskidas. He is the CEO of Alba Minerals. Hello, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Not too bad. So we're going to talk about a few topics today. Um, Really keen to get an understanding of the business plan strategy to deliver that, and you've got multiple assets. But let's start off first with a, a one-minute summary on the company for those people who have not heard the story before. Sure, no problem at all. Well, we're in uh, a couple of things. We're in the mining sector and we're in the oil and gas sector, so that's quite unusual for a for a junior in our in our business. Um, how that happened? About five years ago, I joined Alba and uh, we saw an opportunity to get involved in the Horse Hill Consortium, which yep. is an oil and gas play in Surrey, yep. uh, which has been quite topical and quite uh, newsworthy over the last few years and is actually drilling the second well as we speak. Mm -hmm. um, we're in mining, of course, that's how we set up. So before my time, Alba was fun, uh, founded on, on AIM in 2005 as a mining company. So we've got a suite of assets now in Greenland, in Ireland, and in the UK. Mm -hmm. So quite close to home, albeit that Northern Greenland is, is quite far away, but it's in the Northern Hemisphere. Fantastic, great summary. As you say, there's a lot of moving parts there. I'm gonna use your presentation as the basis for sure. understanding what I think your focus is. You spend a lot of time talking about gold, oil and gas, and then I think the Greenland assets, mm -hmm. so perhaps take a little, little bit of a backseat, but we can get into that. Sure. So why don't we kick off with the, the gold first? Gold in Wales. Yes, it's pretty Unusual. unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got involved about two years ago at Clogai, and I'd say that everything we've done so far has gone really well. Mm. Right. Um, what we look for at Alba, well, a number of things. We look for underfunded assets, undervalued assets rather, mm. or assets that have had production history. So Clogai's got production history. It's the biggest gold producer in the UK's history. Yeah. So. Where do you look for an old, a new mine next to an old mine, they say, mm. the old adage. So um, we know that there must be more gold left in Clogai St. David's gold mine, right? So one of the tricks is going to be how to go find it, which is what we're in, in the business of doing. That's our business. That's our meat and drink. Right. So, okay, so you must have a team on board yep. to help you decide how you go about doing that. So maybe can we just talk about some of the members of the team who've got the relevant skills this type of project, sure. not just gold, but the stage at which you're at? Yes, well, we've got a technical director on both of our sectors. So Howard Baker is our technical director for mm -hmm. mining and Feroz Sultan, technical director for oil and gas. So we'll come to the oil and gas yep. later, yep. part to that one to, to one side. So Howard is XSRK, which is a big mm -hmm. uh, mining consultancy, global mining consultancy. Mm -hmm. He's a, he was a principal there. Um, he's had a lot of industry experience. He heads up our mining team now. So he essentially everything goes through Howard on the So when you say side. mining experience, so has he worked in mining exploration and development or has he just been on the consultancy side, I guess? He's RK. been in industry, so he's not only been in the consulting, so he's, right. been, he's worked for people like Iluca, so Iluca in Australia, who are a big mm. mineral sands producer. So that's yeah. very relevant to the work that we're doing up in, in North Greenland. Greenland. Yeah. But what about focus on gold? What's his experience there? Uh, he's had gold experience, yeah, he has done with, uh, with the company that he was involved with prior, prior to this one, where he was right. an executive on another AIM company. They had a gold project. So, um, so he's been involved with, with gold. He's got a lot of iron ore experience, admittedly. Right. He's an iron ore expert, I think you'd probably right. call him. So, so yeah, so, but he's got good varied experience. Okay, so what do you think you've got there today? I know it, it last produced, what, in 1990s? 1990s, yeah, late like 90s. Yeah, late gold 90s. hit 300 bucks, unfortunately, and yes. the, the mines have shut down, okay. 
But it's unusual because I, what I've read is that people uh, pay a premium for a clog eye gold. They do. Because of the royal connection, but there can't be much of a market for that, can there? It's not just the royal connection, there's a scarcity value. So right. Welsh gold is sought after by Welsh people, funnily enough. Right. Um, they're quite keen on it. Um, there is a business currently, or a, a few businesses actually, currently producing Welsh gold jewellery, right. um, selling them at premium right. prices, but having very, very tiny amounts of Welsh gold in them because it's very scarce. Right, but that's not part of the business plan, or won't be part of the business plan. It might plan, be part it? of the business plan. Well, I mean, okay. a vertical, vertically integrated model is not a bad way to go, right? So okay. um, we typically have said in the past a three to five times premium on spot rates of gold is what we could expect. But I think that's starting to look conservative. So all the gold that we've seen sold at auction, and admittedly small parcels, yeah. have gone at around 10 times premium yeah. right, on, on spot rates. Now, of course, the market will be dictated by how much we can find yeah. and how much we want to sell into the market. But we would control that market because we yeah. would be the only producers of clog eye gold. There is only one clog eye gold mine. Right. So I think it's a unique proposition and actually there is a market there for us to say we're not just going to go and sell this gold to a high-end West End jeweller we're gonna you know or we're joint venture with them we'll, we'll have a joint venture arrangement with them or we'll set up our own division yeah. um, but it's not just jewellery I mean although jewellery has a massive markup mm. potentially and the the foreign investment market is very keen on this so we've had a lot of inquiries from Foreign foreigners who want to get involved because of its royal connection. Right. Okay. So help me understand the scarcity. But what's so different about this gold <coughs> versus regular gold? Nothing. 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 Just the fact that it comes from a mine, which has the royal. <coughs> it comes from a mine that has a royal connection. So for the last hundred years, the royals have made their wedding bands out of sure. Welsh gold, but clog eye gold in particular. Yeah. It's scarce and it has a heritage connection. So it's right. a, it's a, an asset for Wales, right? So. Right. Um, that has uh, that results in the Welsh people wanting to have Welsh gold jewellery. But Wales is what, four million people. I'm, I'm trying to work out the size of the market. Proud people. Very, very proud people. Great, yeah. but yeah. it also needs to be economic and commercial. So I'm just trying to understand. It's not how just you that, Matthew. It's not just that. that. Of course, I mean that's one side we touched mm. on because it's an obvious thing to say. Well, mm. you know, there is an existing jewellery business, very successful, mm. and it's in Welsh gold jewellery. Mm. So we know that there is a market for that. Right. Um, the rest of the market is going to be dictated by things like um, how much we can produce, most, most, most sure. importantly. Sure. Uh, if we can produce enough, we'd be looking at um, sovereigns, we'd be looking at small gold bars, those sorts of things. Now, they're collectibles mm -hmm. uh, and they're investable, right? So okay. they're things that people will have as an investment, as physical gold. Okay. And we think that there's a, a significant market. Global there. market for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm just trying to work out where the, this gold mine, mm. this gold asset of yours, mm sits in the market so that's got it's a, a boutique mine I mean you know, you know let's yeah. not pretend I say that we haven't even talked about the regional gold exploration that we've been doing mm -hmm. which is has massive potential but mm. in the in terms of the existing mine yeah. you know we don't need to find a lot of gold for this to be highly lucrative for Alba yeah. Um, because the economics are underpinned by that premium so, so regular gold mines would measure themselves by ASIC, we know ASICs can be adjusted, mm. but you know, broad in terms, ASIC is how a gold, a gold producer would measure themselves. You don't have the same measure there, really, do you? If you're saying that your margins could be 
significantly more than a regular yes, gold producer. That's right. So that, the, that's where you're saying the uniqueness is. Yes. Well, that's one of them. And, and I think that the difficulty is we, to put numbers around that because we are listed, we have to be very careful. Of course. Um, we've got internal numbers and we're developing those as we go, of course, right. as to how much gold we would need to produce at what grades we would need to find to make this an economic proposition, right? right. So, but that's all in development. That, all that thinking is going on. So maybe remind people this is fairly early stage yet. It has been producing. You have extracted a lot of rock. But what what have you done? Right. So it's not early stage, I would say. Okay. I, I can totally understand why you say that, though, yeah. because obviously there is an exploration piece to this. Yeah. But with any, even with a producing mine, you know, there's often exploration going on as well to look for mm -hmm. extensions to their existing mine. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing. This is a this is a, a development project. Okay. Right. There is significant underground development that's already been put in place that we don't have to do. All we had to do mm -hmm. was go in and rehab certain areas right. that needed a bit of TLC. Right. Okay. And in the scheme of things, we're talking about tens of thousands of pounds, not hundreds of thousands, and not mm -hmm. millions. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we had to go and start from scratch. And put a hole in the ground and start, um, sure, you know, sure. bla drill, drilling and blasting to get an adit in the side of the mountain, which is yeah. what we've got. We've got two main adits yeah. uh, in the mine. It would cost millions today. Yeah, we've got all that. So when do you get into revenue? So I think a two to three year timeline is okay. is aggressive but doable. Okay. Um, it will be dictated by how quickly we can find enough gold mm. to underpin a full-scale planning permission, right? So what we need to do here, we need to get planning permission for the mine. And it has had planning in the past. It's, it's got lots of advantages in terms of getting planning again, mm -hmm. right? Because it's already there. Mm -hmm. It already had planning. It's hard to see it. It's so visually, it's low impact. Noise will be low impact. Um, Truck movements, we will obviously try to keep to a minimum. So all those things we're thinking about, you know, a lot of the waste will go back into the mine. Mm -hmm. So all these, all this is going on. All this thinking is going on as that's, we that's speak. That's what I mean when I say, you know, it's it's, it's early stage. You, you you've got to get permits. So yeah. I know there's a lot of infrastructure. Of course, it's produced before. There's a lot mm -hmm. of infrastructure there, and you're spending a bit of money, not a lot, from what you're saying, which yeah. is a good thing. You're positioning yeah. it as a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but permitting licenses, etc. There, are they a known factor in this country? Because there's not that many gold mines. Oh yeah, they are. They are. They are. So what's the of your two to three years, I mean, how, how much of that? Well, I think we'd be looking at in twelve months' time being in a position to put in a planning application, and you know, there's then a there's then a statutory timeline for yeah. that, and 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 we're talking about a number of weeks for for that to then okay. be determined, mm -hmm. right? Now, if that then goes through, then actually from planning permission through to um, mining, starting mm -hmm. mining is a is a probably a six-month process right because okay. actually it's a very very simple process that we're talking about here right. we're we're extracting obviously we're extracting material from the mine and we're doing a very simple crushing and screening exercise mm. this is free gold um, and uh, that means that it doesn't need a lot of processing what do you mean by free gold it's, it, is, it isn't bound up in other minerals so where, right. where you might have to otherwise in other projects do an acid leach or something like that to extract it's the gold. Impact. This is minimal impact okay. and that's one of the beauties and that's why we're very confident that we'll get planning. 
add how much more money are you going to need to put this in place? Um, it depends on the drilling that we do, I think, to be honest, and how well it goes straight away. So we've got a plan to drill in various locations, yep. which is in our presentation of, of yep. last month. And um, Everyone should read this. Everyone yes. should read it. Yes. Um, and there is quite a lot of focus on clog, as you say, in there, yep. because I think that the other piece to, to just touch on is the regional exploration. Mm. Now, you know, you go find another company of our kind in our peer group that has got almost the entire um, length of a gold belt mm. under license to itself. Yeah. Right? You go anywhere else in the world, you go to West Africa, you'll see 20 or 30 AIM companies, TSX, ASX, all with little pieces of the jigsaw can, saying can, their bit is the best bit. Give me a sense of the, the grades that you're expecting. Or well, I mean, I think, you know, typically, historic. historically, you know, in terms of what was mined most recently, we're hoping for, you know, anything from 10 to 15 grams per tonne, which would be very good. But I mean, we could we could probably make it economic at lower lower um, grades. But um, on volume. Yeah. So, right. you know, there will be a lot of waste. I mean, what this is, you've got to understand, is a <clears throat> what they call a narrow veined nuggety effect project. Yep. Yep. That means we can't drill. A re we're unlikely to be able to drill a resource. It's a typical. Yep you know, standard model, drill a resource, build feasibility study, etc, yeah. etc. Et this is narrow vein, very concentrated gold mm. in pockets. Mm. And we need to find those pockets. Right. And we need to work out how those pockets get created and, and therefore try to, try to interpret yeah. where they would likely to be next so in the system. Coming back to the question, you're going to need to raise some capital at some point. Have you got a sense of what sort of size or scale that would be? We, we've raised in my time about seven million pounds I think in the yeah. last five years. I mean I think that how much we raise in the future will be dependent on a number of factors mm. and one of those will be how successful we are in joint venturing or divesting of okay. one or more of our other assets which would help a significant, to a significant degree no, with, so, let, with capital let, raising. But let's park that, okay. There, there, we'll talk about, I guess we're talking about horse health, and the contrib contribution, right, and whatever joint ventures or agreements yep. you do with, uh, with green, Greenland, Greenland in assets. But yep. they're, again, they're quite early stage. So I think cash component would be expected or unlikely. But let's deal with that in a second. So yeah. what is the number you think to get Clog Eye going in, into production? I think you're talking about, for, for full-scale production, you're talking about Two to three million pounds, oh, so it's, it's right? Low. And and in terms of mining, that's a yeah. that's, it's tiny. Yeah. Right now, you know that's it's half your market it, cap. So it's yeah, not. it's not, and that's right, to okay. get mining, right? right? So we've got a planning piece. Mm -hmm. We've got some drilling. Now, of course, drilling. If we went and did the two thousand meters of drilling that we talk about in there, I mm. might add another million to that equation, right? right? Because that just dependent. I mean, drilling is you know yeah. drilling. It, it's in our backyard, so drilling right. is fairly in, inexpensive, but it's still drilling, and it's diamond drilling, and it comes at a cost. So, mm. you know, so we might you know there's a range there, you know. No, I appreciate. But it's look, the low, I, I, the I low millions, which in a mining in mining term in terms is tiny. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get at. I wanted yeah. to know it wasn't twenty. No. Or no, 50. No, it's, it, we're starting it at sub five, probably to kind of get into production, and then you kind of work out the economics as we you need chase to, That's why it's a bit chicken and egg. We need to Appreciate have that. worked out the economics to an, uh, to a fairly confident level before right. we start spending that kind of money. Right, okay. So, yeah. So, let, let, let's park that. You've given me a sense of what Clog Eye is about mm. in the type of model you're going to employ, and mm. that's what interests me. 
and I think you've got a sort of sense of how you want to go forward with that. So let's talk about horse hell. Yeah. Because that's interesting, because that's nothing like gold mining. That is, you've got an 11.8% share in in the, uh, in the licenses, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so what's going on there? Yes, you say it's had a bit of a, che not checkered past, but it's definitely had a very pro uh, prolific in the press yes, uh, past. Um, what's going on there today? So the, the operator is drilling a second well. Mm. Test is, well. No, a, a, a well. A well um, okay. It's going to be a producing well, assuming all goes well. Right. So um, it's a horizontal. Okay. And the reason for that is that with a horizontal, you can tap yeah. more of the more of the same than you can yep. with a vertical, mm -hmm. so it makes more sense in that from mm -hmm. that perspective. So um, it has gone well. I mean, by by most measures, I would say it's been successful thus far. I mean, the right. Horse Hill One well, which we drilled as part of the consortium mm. a few years back, has been in test production now for over twelve months. Now, I don't think What's we it expect it to be. It's, no, it's in the two to two fifty barrels a day mark and you've got um, for a vertical. Twelve percent of that. Let's yeah. say an eighth of that. Okay, so. And that's being sold into market, presuming? It's been sold into market, and the money's coming back in to def defray costs of the current of program. So, right. you know, we've not seen um, no. the revenue yet because it is test production as well. Um, this, the idea with this horizontal is that it taps, as I said, the vein of the mm. seam rather um, uh, along, the, along the horizontal, uh, of course. And mm. that means that what they're targeting is at least two to three times what you would call an optimised vertical. So an optimised vertical which has no issues with production, mm. the operators, uh, experts, exodus say should be about 360 barrels a day, yep. so a bit more than it is currently. Yep. A horizontal should get you two to three times that, so you're yep. looking for seven to 100, 700 to 1,000 barrels a day for a horizontal, which obviously becomes much more interesting. Much more meaningful for you yeah. at the point at which it starts contributing yes, to you. Correct. When do you think that point is? When it goes into commercial production. Which so, is when? Well, I mean, the timeline is, is still stated to be end of this year, right. Right? but even if it's, you know, um, we don't control the timeline. We're an investor in that project, sure, so sure. you know I, I can't give you the word from the horse's mouth, as it were, with no pun intended. You've no board seat there. I've got a board seat at Horse Hill Development okay. Limited, the operator. Yeah, mm -hmm. we do have that. So we do have some, we do have some insights there. I mean, I think that if it was, um, you know, first quarter of next year, first half of next year, we'd yeah. be very pleased. Because you talk in your presentation, page eighteen, planning approval uh, covers twenty-five year production at three and a half thousand yeah. barrels a day. Yeah. So that's a major part that's been, so you talk about planning at Clogai. Mm. So we have experience because we've seen planning at Horse Hill, we've seen planning at Brockham, which we may or may not but touch upon. But you've got different upon. things going on there, you've got water, you know, water tables. You've got different things going right. on there, but a lot of the, a lot of the factors are, mm. you know, the environmental impact, all those things have to be considered, the truck movements, the right. ecology studies, all of that stuff has to be done at Clog Eye as it has done, been done at Horse Hill. Right, so I was just trying to work out what the contribution for you is. So based on that 3,500 mm. a day, have you any idea what the net back will be per barrel? Um, we would be looking at 11% of around $50 a barrel. I mean, if we had- The net we, back is 50 if we, bucks. It's, the, the costs are quite low. The cost, wow. the, op the cost of production will be quite low. I mean, we're talking about, we, we have modelled it again internally. Right. What do you think your net contribution, let me ask you a different way, what do you think your net contribution on an annualised basis will be? We're, we're not going to be, at the moment, we're not contributing, right? So right. at the moment we are, uh, on the last cash call we received, we took a decision not to fund it. Okay, so your 11.8 will go 
down but, a bit. But very gradually. Right. Very gradually. And that was part of the decision we took as to looking at the the way that the um, dilution works. It's 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 minimal. Right, okay. So it made sense to us. Um, of course, if the horizontal goes astoundingly well, we will always look at that again and determine whether it makes sense for Albert to follow its money. Right. But at the moment, um, we haven't taken a decision on the, on, the, on the current drilling, actually, right. but on the past costs uh, that have been cash called, we haven't contributed, and we put that out into the market. So even at, like... I didn't think you'd hit fifty bucks net back contribution. Depends to, on to depends on our modelling of the something. oil price, and so we've well, all, we've obviously got a spectrum of um, we've we've done internal valuations of our stake, right? And right. It comes in at a spectrum which I, you know, I can't really go into because I can't really defend those numbers publicly. But internally, we've got a good idea of what we think our stake is worth over right. that twenty-five year period of production. Right, because if, if, if I did so some crude like, analysis, yeah. I would have thought very conservatively because we don't know quite what oil is going to be doing. But even mm. if you like on a say twenty bucks net back to your contribution to you, it's still so the fifty bucks wasn't for us. Obviously, that's the oh, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, the total. The, the total <laughs> that's the no, total. but I'm saying I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that. It's that high, even. But like, maybe maybe a topic we should stay away from, and maybe pick up another yeah, day. Yeah. But you've got an idea of what you think the contribution will be to you, and that'll be meaningful for, say, Clog Eye. Yes. For, by the sounds of it, it should be very meaningful for Clog yes. Eye if that's what you put money towards. But of course, then you've got other things going on. So let's just finish off on Horse Hill. Yeah. So you just a share. You've got a board seat. You're, but a passive shareholder, or have you got something to bring to the party there? With the, oh, we've you've mentioned. You've got someone on the board. Who We've got someone on the board, which is me, um, right. of, of the operator. So we see what's going on there. In terms um, of oil background, you mentioned someone. We've got Feroz uh, right. Sultan, who's our technical director on oil and gas. We yeah. brought Feroz in about two years ago. So, yeah. you know, up till that point, we were sort of very passive in terms of our investment. But it became more and more significant as mm. a piece of our... Um, asset base mm. and so it, I, I, I just realized it was important to have access to our own internal resource that understands and can explain I mean I'm not mm. an oil and gas man at all I mean I've mm. been in mining for 11 years but mm. I've never been before Horse Hill yep. involved in any oil and gas um, right okay so, you need someone so yeah so Fraser's got 40 years experience he's a petroleum uh, geologist He's run oil and gas companies. He's drilled wells in mm -hmm. North Sea, uh, offshore Romania. He was CEO of a company that merged, uh, an AIM-TSX company merged with another company for over $100 million. He's, he's been there, seen mm -hmm. it, done it. Okay. Very technical, very, very capable, right. like Howard on the mining side. You know, we've got a good little team mm -hmm. of people who know what they're doing. Okay, so that, that's an investment you made previously. It will contribute cash to you going forward, all things being well, as long as they deliver on what they plan to deliver on Correct. at the sorts of rates that they've indicated Correct. in your presentation. Correct. Okay. So I understand now what I think the model is for that. Mm. Let's go to Greenland. Yeah, no, a lot of moving parts here. I've got. To, I'm trying to. Yes, well, never a dull moment. <laughs> never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. No, we don't. We don't rest on our laurels. No, well, I'm sure we're going to hear that. So Greenland, we we joked before mm. the cameras came on about Donald Trump wanting Greenland, and because the Greenland is very mineral rich, very large, massive land there as well, and much under um, uh, explored. Yes, right. Correct. 
You've got a few assets, a few moving assets there. So I think the, the kind of key ones for you, I guess, would be the ilmenite and the graphite. Yes. They're the great topical and the ones with margins. So where are you specifically with those two projects? Are these separate projects? They're separate projects. Right, separate, separate licenses. Separate licenses. Okay, so maybe let's start off with, what are you trying to be? Are you, are you some kind of, um, uh, are you just ag aggregating a lot of uh, licenses, taking optionality here? Are you going to fund these things, look for partners? What's the plan? We have funded them thus far by, right. our, by ourselves, right? right? So that becomes increasingly challenging mm. in a market like this, yeah. right? So what we have done though is taken a deliberate decision to be diversified. Mm. Now I've seen plenty of peers who have got one key asset or they say it's their one key asset they do something with it they drill it it doesn't go well then well, the market turns you yeah know, all Things the market turns yeah. and that no one wants their particular commodity anymore yeah. they are then a shell and i didn't want our shareholders to be in a position where they're looking at a one-trick pony that could turn into a shell if things don't go well so we have a seven-trick pony we have tried to amass a suite of projects yeah. that we think have got serious potential. Now it so happens because I went into we entered into Greenland first, if yeah. you know, after the oil and gas, we needed a mining project um, to mm. push forward with and actually Amitsok, our high grade graphite project, came next. Mm. Right. So that was our foray into Greenland, yeah. which I was familiar with from other dealings in the past. Yeah. And we saw an opportunity to get involved with this high grade, I mean I say high grade, there is no other project that I'm aware of that has got average grades that we have at Amitsok, right? We've got 28% TGC, total graphitic carbon. There are no other projects out there that I'm aware of that have got 28% or more average grades, right? right? So it's a very good start. You mm -hmm. know, grade is very, very important. But of course graphite, as you I'm sure know, is a bit more than that. Flake size. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of test work on flake size mm -hmm. um, and on producing a high grade concentrate. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the areas yeah. of development that we see, right? right? It's flake size because flake size, um, higher, higher flake, larger flake yeah. it, uh, attracts a premium price. However, that's one side. Yeah. The other side is battery grade. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. So, so the, 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 the word of the moment. But, but can I just ask, yeah, so course, yeah. you funded it thus far, or funded these thus far, so hmm. from acquiring licenses or acquiring assets, what have, you, what have you done? We have acquired the asset, which was Amitsok, and the other ones have been licenses. Right, okay, so that's fine, because not too much money needed Correct. to be spent Correct. thus far. So the idea is what? At some point you're gonna need to get more money, or bring a strategic partner, or more money, or a strategic partner Correct. with money. What are you thinking? I'm thinking one or both of those, right. um, in terms of maybe one asset might be joint venture divested of to unlock value to be able to spend on some of the other assets. So yeah. it's a bit of a moving feast. I mean, it's something that we're working on as we speak. Okay. I mean, this last summer, one of the you know one of the things that we didn't do, which we wanted to do, was drill our Amitsop project, right? Mm. Drill drill to get a resource. Yeah. Because Amitsoc, like Clogeye, similar to our sort of there is some strategic thinking going on. It might seem that there's a lot of projects, but Amitsoc was a past producing mine, 
right? Now, it was a past-producing mine 100 years ago. Sure. But it was a past-producing mine of, of high-grade graphite. Of high-grade graphite, right. okay. So we know that it can produce again. Yeah. And we know that they stopped producing because they went off and did something else, these guys who were mining it at the time. Mm. They went to go and look to found a copper mine in, in another part of Greenland. Uh, they got bored of the toy and they moved on. But right. it doesn't mean the toy isn't still there, right? And mm. it hasn't been exploited. We know there's a lot of graphite there. When we discovered an entirely new graphite deposit, we've got two now mm. on our license, mm -hmm. one that no one knew about before. Okay. So you know, that's pretty exciting. And we did that with our own money, yeah. sorry, with our investors' money, yeah. um, and we found that. So, but going forward, you know, we had to make those decisions. We had to make a decision. We weren't going to fund the drilling this, this summer because market was, the market was tough, and well, it wasn't going to give us the value. It's not, you know, it wasn't going to give you the value. The market was tough, I agree with you. Lots of people have felt that. Mm. Um, but this, this is what it comes back to, thinking, logic, strategy, implementation, skill sets, to be able to do that with smaller companies. And you're the smaller end of junior mm -hmm. companies. Okay, market cap circa £6 million. Pounds. How much cash have you got? £7 million. Pounds. We don't talk about cash. Our last cash was, our interims was about 500 plus k Got £7 million pounds and you got that amount of cash right. You've got to make decisions about where you focus and you've got lots of optionality. So in terms of the, the tyranny of the single asset isn't an issue for Correct. you. Um, but at the same time, you need to start honing down in on what is and how you monetize that for shareholders. Because mm. your shares have taken a bit of a whack. They're about half of where they were a, a year ago. Mm -hmm. Not unusual in this market, but you know, worth stating that you've got some shareholders who you know, bought into you and they want to know what are you going to do to get back up there. So yeah. can we talk about some of the, that optionality that you've got and how you're going about f focusing a bit more on how you commercialise it? Yes, the, the focus we've already said is on three mining assets currently yeah. and the Horse Hill investment, right? Yeah. So Clog Eye we've talked about, Horse Hill we've got talked it. about, the Graphite and Graphite. the Ilmenite, right? Those are the two. Those are the other two, right? Okay. So now. Can we fund all of that? Well, it really just depends, right? Mm. So if we were to unlock value on one of our assets, we could fund quite a lot of yeah. work here. So Amitsoc needs to be drilled. It's going to cost about half a million pounds to drill and hopefully get a resource out of it, an initial mm -hmm. inferred resource. Do you think that's going to be enough to that attract, attract strategic? Okay. Because of its high-grade nature, because we've got a lot of graphite material Mm. sitting in um, warehouses mm. which is being tested and different test work is being done on it. So conversations are happening? Are those Conversa tested internally or with They're being partners? tested externally, okay. not with potential partners okay. yet. Okay. After this next phase of work, we'll have an idea of what our potential partners might look like, right? So okay. we talked a little bit about uh, flake size and yeah. then yeah. Yeah. batteries. Well, battery okay. grade stuff is you need to be able to produce a very high grade, a very high purity graphite, 99.95% mm. pure mm. graphite. We need to do some work on determining whether we will have, we would like to have battery grade graphite at right. Amazon. We know that we've got flake. Yeah, there's right. always, we're saying there's always going to be a market. It's a question of if it's battery, it needs to be, we need to be capable of producing high spherical grade. Spherical graphite. Small spherical graphite yeah. and everything that that entails in terms yes. of capex. Yes. Um, if not, if not, it's flake graphite, and it's got industrial uses that is actually the biggest market still for graphite. And more margin. Yeah, and more sure. margin. Right. Yeah. Right. Small yeah. flake, large flake, etc. Small flake, large flake, okay. etc. Okay. So, so you understand about what you're doing with Amitsok. Um The Ilmenite, obviously, that's 
used for pigments, papers, plastic. It's a massive paints, industry. Huge industry. Huge. What do you know about what you've got? We know that we've got high grade in situ ilmenite. So we mm. drilled it, not this summer, last mm. summer. We drilled it. And one of the things we said we were going to get out of that was a resource, an mm. initial resource. And we've got that now. We've got a jork inferred resource. Same mm. resource that our neighbours down the way, Blue Jay, had when they first drilled yeah. Yeah. their project. Yeah. Right. So we've sort of uh, mapped a path there. Well, sorry, yeah. they've mapped a path, should I yeah. say. Um, and it isn't rocket science, I guess. And they've done it incredibly well. So they've yeah. had their project for three, four years longer than we have had ours. Mm. So just to explain, you know, they've got a piece of the coastline up in northwest Greenland. Yeah. And across the bay, we've got another piece, of the other piece right. of the coastline. Right. Right. And the mineral, uh, the ilmenite, is the same. Okay. okay. Uh, in terms of its quality. So How do you know that? because we've tested ours and they've right. tested theirs and they've released the grades. It's right? literally coming down off the same It's slopes. coming down off the um, what they call the Dundas formation. So right. um, it gets weathered effectively and brought down in yeah. um, streams and rivers and then it yeah. gets sorted over millions of years, gets yeah. sorted by wave effect yeah. and that creates a high grade uh, zone on the beach. So it's quite a beach sand. Literally you walk on it, sands. pick it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't brought any with me, but I could have done. Yeah. Uh, it glistens. It's 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 actually quite uh, attractive stuff. Okay. It's dark material, which hence we call our project two laid black sands because mm -hmm. that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the high grade stuff on mm -hmm. the beach. And then you've got the raised terraces, which is slightly lower grade but still high grade in in global terms in terms right. of the in situ ilmenite. So again, we're starting from a very good point, which is we've got high grade stuff. Yeah. And it's at surface, yeah. and that's the beauty of this project. Now it might be in Northwest Greenland. That's why it hasn't been in production yet. M meaning it meaning it's logistically challenging, right? So right. it's it's um, up near the Arctic Circle. This isn't for the faint-hearted, mm. but does that mean there's a seasonality to your ability to mine? There's and drill? a seasonality to the ability to explore and drill. Yeah. But in terms of mining, what we think is that we could probably so that we could process, we yeah. mine and then we process for eight, nine months a year, we think okay. it's feasible. With yeah. winterized... Uh, like parts of Canada, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing So it's unusual. not impossible. Not impossible. Yeah, okay. Um, to do that. So, so if I may, I may, I just want to come, come back to this. So market cap is circa seven million pounds. Last statement on the cash in hand is about half a million. Mm. You've got four projects there we've talked about specifically. I know you have others, but they're, at the moment they're, I presume, licenses and optionality, which you'll work out when yeah. you want to come back yeah. to, okay? You've got to choose where to spend your money. You're not quite sure when the contribution from Horse Hill is going to come through, in terms of cash, through to you. Correct. Right. Correct. So that's not in your control because Correct. they are managing that process. Um, Gold is not likely to contribute cash anytime soon. You've got a two, three year process, to your words, to get into production, mm -hmm. although margins could be quite high there. So that's quite an interesting one, one I've not heard of. So I'm quite pleased to mm. talk about that today. Um, and obviously with the mineral sands in, in Greenland, you, you've got some, a little bit of money to spend there. So how do you move it from where you are to where you need to be before you make decisions on all four of those assets in terms of the commerciality? I'm coming back to, what do you say to shareholders and say, right, we've got, yes. we've got this. Yes. There is a process we've discussed internally, and we're going to give you guidance as to how we're going to get Correct. to where we need to no, be. I so, understand that question. I okay. do. And on, on those two assets, we've talked about the other two. So yep. let's focus on these two that we've just been talking about. Yep. So Amitsoc was a mine. It's high-grade graphite. We're doing a lot of test work on it. Mm. We need to drill it. 
Yep. Right. We need to drill it because we've done a lot of modelling of the deposits. We mm. think we know how the deposits sit, okay. right? And therefore, we need to drill them yep. to prove that we're right about that, mm -hmm. and that there's the amount, the tonnage there that we're expecting to get. Is that going to be onshore and offshore? Onshore. All onshore. Onshore. Really? Onshore. Okay. So there's there's the Amitsok is an island, mm. and that's where the mine used to be, mm -hmm. and then on the mainland, which is all still within our license, there's another mm. deposit called Kalak, which we also want to drill. Mm. So we'll drill both those assets at different times. We okay. certainly want to start with the one that had the mine on it, okay. because that's the obvious place to start. Okay. So we need to drill that. Yeah. We need half a million quid to drill that, right? Now, whether we do that ourselves right, okay. or whether we do it in joint venture with a strategic or just another operator who wants to come in and looking for a very good asset, who's in battery metals or wants to be in battery metals, yep. for instance, of which there are many. So it's a question um, of how much can you hold on to as yeah, part of that it'll deal. be a negotiation as right. to how much that asset we hold on to. If the terms are no good, we will go and do it ourselves, right? Right, so you have you know, to we're go not going to give up. We're not desperate. We're right. not going to give up. Right. Of what we think is a very, very strong asset for peanuts, yeah. right? So we will determine um, how much of that we can retain reasonably, uh, what our valuation is, and obviously that's then a negotiation. And there have been discussions along that, okay. um, along that, on, on that subject, right? So that's Amitsoc. Yeah. The the Ilmenite slightly different. We've drilled it. We've got a resource. We yeah. know we could drill it some more because mm. we could take in a sonic rig, which is one that can go through the permafrost, right? Yeah. So what yeah. we took last time was two lightweight rigs that could get around quickly. Yeah. And they could drill up to a meter, but no, they wouldn't hit the permafrost. They yeah. hit it a couple of times, but they weren't very successful in hitting through it because yeah. it's bloody hard stuff. Yep. Right. So you need a sonic drill rig, and we could send one up there, and we could do some drilling, get some deeper holes, and increase our resource. We know we can do that. Right. Right. We know we can do that because this is this is, you see it, you touch it, you know where it is, right? Mm -hmm. So we know that we can increase. We, no, nothing is ever hundred percent. We are very confident that we can drill a bigger resource mm -hmm. there. The thing that we therefore need to do now, because we know the quality of the material, we know that it's there, is is engage more with our strategic with potential strategic partners, right. right? So. We could rest on our laurels and, and see what Blue Jay, how they go with their discussions with Rio Tinto. I mean, that's a phenomenal result yeah. they've had already thus far to have a major yeah. interested in their project yeah. that they've sent 40,000 tonnes of material to yeah, Quebec. Yeah, yeah. So we could just sit there and wait for that to, 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 you know, to, okay. to flow through and how does it all go? And we've yeah. got high grade material too, hello. Right. But we're not doing that. We are we are seriously engaging with with strategics and potential partners around the world so you, you sound to for me, our asset. You sound more to me more like an incubator. Of well, that, you companies. can call it what you want. Yeah. You, you're of a projects. proceeding project. Yeah. You're, you're acquiring projects yeah. at whatever stage. You're building them through to a certain point. At which point you you make a you do some maths and you go now's the moment where we bring in someone else's money and take it to the next level. We retain as much as we can. And the economics of, of that, yes, may even get carried. Who knows? Yeah, um, and that's not that's not a bad model. That's not like, a bad model. It's not a bad model at no. all. So you know, we've seen, but not very successful not companies. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I'm saying it, it's a model we've seen work. You know, mm. say you know what I'm trying to listen to today is you know a little bit about the projects and how you intend to go forward. Yes. Um, so that model works. And you know, as you say, some of them you may decide if you, and you've been very re reluctant today to talk about any kind of dilution fundraising, mm. um, maybe because you don't intend well, to. Well, because I don't know where we're going with these right. divest with the divestment program. Right. But, it, but what it does 
do is push me towards the you're veering towards strategic partners as a solution for your strategy. It's our solution most likely for mm. some of our Greenland assets because mm. the capex for an operation up in northwest Greenland or even a capex down in sub southern Greenland is mm. going to be significant. Yeah. It, whereas in Clog Eye, we think we can fund Clog Eye with with the right with investment horse program, money. with wholesale money or with a divestment of one or two assets. Okay. We think we can fund Clog Eye, right? So. Um, it's a different beast, mm. Um, mm. you know. Therefore, I'd like to give it our best, very best shot yeah. to retain control and ownership of the majority of Clog Eye. The mm. other two assets, you know, you, there's no point in having 100% of nothing, right? Yeah. You know, and that's just a fatal mistake when people fall in love with these assets and then they never want to relinquish anything, control or a piece of it or anything because yeah. not, no one's going to understand what the value is and they're going yeah. to ruin it. Well, you know, that, that can't be the way forward there. So you we, think the shareholder value lies with Clog Eye and the contribution from Horsebill in terms of its ability to generate cash for you to do more with Clog Eye? Because you talked about regional development yeah. there, right? Yeah. Greenland could be strategic partner come and work with you or you could offload again to generate cash. You don't know. Things to be decided. We don't know. We think we've generated value now in those assets, yeah. right? So I, I'd say Amitsoc is, you know, it, it's ready for a joint venture, but mm. the valuation will inevitably be slightly lower because we haven't drilled it, right? Yeah. Had we drilled it, we'd be talking, and it went well, we'd be talking higher valuation. So that will temper our, you know, yeah. I don't mind who's listening to this, but it will temper our expectations. Yeah. Yeah about that. With the Ilmenite, we've drilled it, we've got a resource, we've got something that's much more defendable, scientifically, mm. if you like, defendable. You've got the data. Yeah. And you can only work with what you get. No. Yeah, right? correct. And we can say, yeah. so the cows come home, we think there's X yeah. 100,000 tonnes of graphite, but until yeah. we can drill holes and prove it, oh my goodness. our joint venture partner's going to say, well, we don't believe you. Okay. Therefore, the value's lower. Okay, so what would, you, what would you say to new people coming in? I mean, the market cap is what it is, and I think you've done a very good job of explaining what it is that you've got mm. and how you're going to move forward, and I think your existing shareholders may take some comfort from that, okay? But for new people coming into this story, what do you think is in it for them? Strong assets. Yeah. So I think that we've amassed some strong assets. I mean, you can imagine that to get to where we've got to, we've sifted through hundreds of assets, right? True. As, yeah. as all peers yeah. would yeah. have done as well. I'm not saying we'd do anything unusual, yeah. but we have been incredibly selective in what we have come to. We have stuck within a jurisdiction mm. that we can manage, mm. right? Um, we've gone into Greenland, we've liked it. It's a good place to do business. It is slightly more expensive on the cost curve for exploration than anywhere else or other places are. Mm. We know that. That's why there are some phenomenal assets still available there. Yeah. So we, you know, we take the rough with the smooth, if you like, and we've gone into Greenland in a big way. So we've got strong assets, we've got strategic assets, yeah. we've got high-grade material, clog eye, uh, the graphite, mm. the ilmenite. These are high-grade. Now that's an incredibly important start for all of those projects. We're not talking about massive tonnage, low grade. We're talking about high, t high grade, low tonnage. Great pace. So that's where we want to be. Yeah. Um, we've got a strong management team. Now we've tried to keep our head count as low as possible because we want to put as much money as possible into actual exploration and development, mm -hmm. not into paying people's salaries. But we have got a really good team. We've got 180 right. years joint experience in this sector, right? Okay. And that you know, we've got a lot of grey hairs in the business on our board, which we haven't even touched on, and our management team. So I think that all those things, that package, um, where we're trying to unlock value now in three or four of these 
assets in particular. Right. Um, and we've got all those irons in the fire still. So, um, so I, want, I want to push you on, on, on this a bit more. It, so you've got a lot of grey hairs, the board. The board, oh, well, me as well. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that age, aren't we? Um, they, we, you've got a senior board, a lot of experience, yes. a lot of projects, a lot going on. And as we sit here in the middle of London talking about these assets in Greenland and, and further afield, you've got so much money in the bank now. Okay, your G and A. What are you burning on a monthly basis or annualised basis? What do you think that I mean, looks our, like? Our overheads are around. 35 grand a, a month, something like that. Now, okay. in terms of peers, it's very low, I can yeah. tell you, right? So I, I it's know. very hard to run an AIM company yeah. with all the nomad costs and listing costs and you. all the rest of it, registrars. Okay. Every time someone sells a share, I pay X to the registrar. I didn't know that before I got into this business, but right. we pay for the benefit of people trading our shares. And we've had phenomenal volumes trading our shares over the years. So, you know, I, I think that's pretty lean. It is lean. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Um, I, that says to me, not everyone's full time. Says Correct. You, need people, you use people as and when you Correct. need them. Okay. Yeah. Which are going to smart. Our technical directors are not full time. Smart. Okay. I'm, I'm a buyer of that. Um, but even at that rate, you are going to get to this point in the next six months, you're going to need to raise some capital, aren't you? We may either need to raise some capital or, or we will offload. Okay. As in, what's the space? That's quite a pejorative phrase, offload. Um, so we are in the, in the process of seeking joint venture, appropriate joint venture partners for one or more of our projects. Right? Those so things take time. They though, can they? take time and they can be quite quick as well. But you've not started conversations yet? Yes, we have. You have? Oh, yeah. On, on which assets? On, on all of our Greenland assets. All so we, we remain assets. agnostic. We would like to drill Amitsoc ourselves, but you know, we, we're open to offers. Okay. On all of our Greenland assets because they require, they're good assets and they need money spending on them. And yeah. it's frustrating that we had to stop this summer, but we had banked a lot of um, uh, of value in our, in those assets already. Do you in not the work we've think done. your share, current shareholders would understand if you went back out to market to raise more capital to unlock some of, of that possibly value? Possibly they would, yeah. And we've got supportive shareholders okay. who supported us in previous fundraisings, right. and we we have never had problems raising money. Never had problems never raising had money problems on raising our money. assets. Never had problems raising money. We have been offered money all along the way by okay. all sorts of different institutions and, right. and, and brokers and funds and the rest of it, right? So Good. that to me is, is a tick in the it's box. Indicative. Yeah. It's indicative that people yeah. like our assets. Now our share price is a bit miserable, yep. frankly. Yep. Um, I'm a shareholder, so I don't like it. And I don't like it for our, share, our other shareholders, mm. right? So I want to be raising money at higher levels if we're ever going to raise money. So that's a potential conversation. You're going to have to make a decision, given your burn rate, given the cash in the bank, you're going to have to make a decision about how you fund things going forward. You think no problem raising capital. You've never had problems raising capital. Correct. And assuming the market doesn't change too God knows what happens much. with Brexit. 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 I, I've had a couple of companies blame Brexit for their share price or something. Mm. A little, a little bit um, much. Um, but you're not. So. Look, I think I think we would love to stay in touch with this converse, with you and mm -hmm. this conversation. I think it's fascinating. I've learned something today. It's good. a good one. Good. Um, and um, you know, please give us a call if there's more news uh, coming shortly or some decisions being made. Sure, we'd love to come and talk about that. We'll so do. Thank you very much for Thanks, your time, George. Thank you. It's been very Wonderful. interesting. 
Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.